we had to be at the table at dinner time. Dinner time was a, a place of conversation for where mom said, you know, what went on in her day and dad and, and vice versa. And uh, we had lost that. We was letting uh, the opportunity for iPads and, and PlayStations to raise our children. And I think that reset gave us an identity again, back to focus. What are some of the things that I need to be doing, not only for me and for my well-being, but the well-being of those who maybe I serve? Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Carl Sean Watkins of CarlSeanWatkins.com. Carl, super excited to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here, man. Great opportunity. Love the things that uh, I Am CEO is doing. Uh, getting it out there for the normal ones. And I call it normal, even though it's CEOs in the title. I just love the uh, opportunity that you're getting for people to be in front of the spotlight talking about some of the wonderful things that they're doing. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I'm so excited to, you know, to have you on the show. We talked a little bit before we got started about all the awesome things that Carl is doing. But before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Carl so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And clients and corporations hire him to transform their diversity, equity, inclusion, culture, and their leaders by empowering them to overcome their fear of vulnerability, self-limiting beliefs, and to strengthen their ability to influence, motivate, and lead. Carl, excited again to have you on the show, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's go, man. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. I I really didn't have a a CEO story, so to speak, as people think about, I'm going to be a CEO of a company. I think I started the way a lot of non-entrepreneur people start. It's working for somebody else, uh, punching the clock, Said about what goes on, wondering how we can change it, uh, you know, having those feelings of uh, trepidation about going in and out of the offices. Yes, I was one of those guys and still was one of those guys up to the point in the pandemic. And I think the pandemic just came to a preface for all of us. It just came to a point in time. Uh, let's reprioritize. Let's reevaluate. Let's see who we really are. Are we doing what we really love to do? And are we making impact in the things that we've been doing? And I kind of sat at the table with those things uh, in a notebook. And I was like, okay, it's time to do some uh, X's and O's. And when I thought about it, I said, well, what do I do? It's really the first thing I came about saying, what do I do? Yeah, I know what I've been doing for companies that I've been working for, but what do I do? Me personally, Carl Sean Watkins, what do I do? What do I have to offer? And uh, a lot of that came with some soul searching. What are the things that make me happy? What did that? And I think a lot of times we don't go through this because life throws us so many things and we're reactionatory. We don't always go through the we don't always go through the bounds of planning and really essentially seeing is this where I want to be such and such time and such and such time in a pandemic. A lot of me of that I'm uh, third year going into my third year of law school. I uh, went back to school. It gave me an opportunity to work from home to kind of open up a following on online. And it gave me an opportunity to talk about what I love to talk about, which is vulnerability and leadership. 
Nice. I absolutely love that. And I appreciate you, you know, sharing, you know, your story and your journey and especially, you know, the, I don't know if there's a general phrase that people talk about related to the pandemic, but I, I always usually hear, I've heard, and I always say the great pause. And I was spoken to yesterday with a potential client and he was like, I just want everything to go back to normal. And I'm saying to myself, was normal 2019? Was you working 80 hours a week, never spending time with your family, going here and there uh, with the, with the, the cares of life and the busyness of you thinking that you're busy, accomplishing things that you really wasn't accomplishing, doing things that you really didn't love and motivate you. Did you want to go back to that? Or was you in tune with the opportunity that was given to you for you to say, okay, maybe I've been doing a lot of things wrong. (laughs) Let me check this out. Let me see where I'm at. Not only that, it gave us opportunity to get in touch with uh, households. I mean, of us as not has, you know, mom and dad yeah, with the soccer practice and eating in the car and going from meeting to meeting. How many of us has really sat at a dinner table and really engaged if we have family with our children? How was their dead schools? Those kind of things that I grew up with. We had to be at the table. All of us, three of us is three of us. I have a brother and a sister. We had to be at the table dinner time. Dinner time was a, a place of conversation for where mom said, you know, what went on in her day and dad and, and vice versa. And uh, we had lost that. He's letting uh, the opportunity for iPads and, and PlayStations to raise our children. And I think that reset gave us an identity again, back to focus. What are some of the things that I need to be doing, not only for me and for my well-being, but the well-being of those who maybe I serve, the communities of which I'm in and the services of which I provide. So it just gave you a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many times, you know, we could be so caught in the grass is greener on the other side or the grass is greener yesterday or the day before or the year before, you know, pre-pandemic, whatever it might be. But I think that sometimes we can lose sight on the appreciation that we have that's right in front of us, the opportunities that you outlined. I wanted to uh, drill down a little bit more on how you work with clients. I know you touched on a little bit. Can you take us through like how you're serving your clients and you're making that impact? Yes, I have a uh, four step plan and that's what it is. And it's a four step is not the not the six steps to make seven figures, as you so see on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> uh, that's a pet peeve of mine when they tell you those steps and there's so much that's enthralled in there. But I just have a four step plan that I do. And it's called the uh, vulnerability transformation program. And what it does is uh, step one is just uh, embracing your vulnerability. That's in the essence is a nutshell of what you do. We take you through some goal clarifications. We take you through some goal settings. And we really nail down who you are, your core values, what make you you. And you have to be vulnerable enough and touch bases with that and embrace that so you can be truthful about that. So a lot of times we say things and do things or pad things because mom taught us that, dad taught us that, work taught us that, relationships taught us that. So this is must be my core value. And that's that's so far from the truth. There are things that move you as an individual. And that's why vulnerability is individual. It allows you individually to see what I need to work on. What kind of person I need to be and what do I expect those to get from me in interactions with me? So I take you through that. And once we do that, we do an assessment and we also do a 360 as well on that and uh, see where you are with that. And then we start from that point, placing the emphasis on that. And we go to step two, start breaking the bad habits, those things that you've uh, repetitively done that continues this downfall or this spiral of how you feel or how you think that you are as a person. And we start moving those things out. We start, stop doing those. We evaluate, are those really necessary to do? Am I getting anything from this? If anybody get an impact from me from doing this? So we go to that part and then we go to step three, which is just moving forward. 
Anytime you replace uh, or move a bad habit, you got to replace it with a good habit. And that's what moving forward really is. Start picking up those things that make us confident. Start being self-aware about the kind of person that we want to be. Start being able to be confident in who we already are, accepting those things of our past, whether they be accomplishments or failures. Because a lot of times we tag those accomplishments to everybody on LinkedIn or Facebook or, or Instagram, but we won't tag those failures. Uh, you've made them, others have made them. So it's a part of who you are and it's actually your growth. I love failing. Now, some people will say, Carl, that's something really dangerous to say, that's a slippery slope. I love failing because it's always the opportunity to be better. Because when we get to so much of accomplishment, we think we have arrived. And I'd never want to be a, at an arriving state, even in the mind. I want to know that there's always something someone can show me, someone can teach me, or I can learn from. And once you do that, you're just celebrating the breakthrough, which is step four. That's it, four simple steps. You celebrate the breakthrough. You celebrate the accomplishments of the things that you work for. And then you continue to do that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And, and that might even touch on a little bit of your, your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes it unique. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Uh, I know this is probably going to sound corny, and I, and I tell everybody when they ask me, what's your go-to? My go-to is the Bible. And uh, I know a lot of people say that, you know, they read, they, they read different ones and, and they read it. And I do too. I do a lot of reading. I have been ever since I was a little kid from the Sesame Street and Dr. Seuss books. I've done the reading, but there's no book. And this is no knock on any author. There's no book that I have not went to repeatedly and have not provided me with answers. <laughs> and I say that, and I say that with a surety. There's been no book that I've read, no stories that I've encompassed, nobody that's told me any tales even with grandma wisdom has not given me the fortitude to go through life that the Bible has. And uh, that's not a public service announcement. That's my life announcement. I can't be the person I am without the words that is written in that book that I live by and I abide by that. And I don't tend to look at it any other way. That is my secret sauce. If I had something to share with you or something I would put on the shelf, I would highly put that on the shelf to sell if I could or to give not even to sell, because there's power in, in, there's power in your life through, through your tongue. And a lot of things we don't realize that we say and we put on ourselves simply by voicing it, by saying it and having others run with it. And I uh, say that with standing on uh, 10 feet, on all 10 toes, as my son told me, that uh, the, the Bible has been the one, the one exclusive that I've always went through. And regardless of whatever the situation has been, I found the solution. Now, whether I liked it or not, it's based upon the reader. But <laughs> what I have found that the solutions are in there and it's up to you, just like this value that we provide. It's like these networks that are out, these communities that have been formed. They're up to you. Chew up the meat, spit out the bones. There's things in them that you can grow from and there's things in them that can be a cancer to you. You have to be the wiser with discernment and understand that. That makes so much sense. And I think the, the the beauty of the good book, so to speak, is that as much as you get the opportunity to read it sometimes and often, it's also reading you as well, too. So um, I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be a grandmaism, uh, but it's something you might tell your favorite client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Uh, it's simple. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. I can't get any deeper. Than that, when there is a belief in who you are, when there's confidence in who you want to be, when there's a measure of, of stamina in just the person that you are, a lot of times we are our own downfall, simply for the fact that we can't forgive ourselves 
We don't show ourselves grace. We're trying to live up to the expectations or standards that others have set for us. When we believe in us, you, yourself, when you believe in who you are, and that comes with the love factor, that comes with appreciating who you are, that comes yeah. with appreciating the value you bring. Sometimes we don't even appreciate the value we bring to these companies, to these organizations, to these corporations, to relationships, to communities, to people in general. We don't believe in the value we bring, and it becomes a competitive process where I have to outdo the Joneses. I never have to outdo anybody but me. And I take my work ethic like that. I take my thinking like that. And I take my presence like that. If I am 100% satisfied in what I give you, I am satisfied. Now, are you satisfied with the outcome? No, it's, we're not made to satisfy everybody. That's why we're different. But what we can say is that we gave it 100%. And that's the athlete in me. I'm going to give it 100% and I'm going to leave it all out on the floor. And after that, I'm okay with the consequences. Believe yeah. in yourself. I, I love that. And, you know, you might appreciate, I, I often say so many times, if you run your own race, you can't lose. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Carl, what does being a CEO mean to you? The definition of being a CEO for me is being a change maker. A CEO is not a duplicate. And that's how I look at what I did. Uh, I can say, do I have a duplicate job? Yes. When I started out, I started coaching. I coached in corporate before I did the entrepreneur hat myself, but I coached in corporate and I saw how coaches did. I came on LinkedIn where they have million plus coaches. And I said, okay, well, what defines a coach? The difference, what makes me different than those that I see that are coaching, the Tony Roberts, the Les Browns, those kind of ones that have kind of set their own trailblazers. It's not for me to mimic them because I'm not them. The best way that you could do as a CEO is to bring change in your expertise Whatever God's gift is to you, change people with that. Don't let people adapt to that, to be that, but make change in that. And that's why I say vulnerability is so strong. It's not the work that I put in that creates the awareness for someone being vulnerable. It's the opportunity for them to grow into something that they've never been. Can you imagine how it would be if the cocoon stayed closed and the butterfly never emerged? It's It, it would be, that's, that's the tragedy that we live in when we say, oh, I got to guard myself. I use this. As an analogy, when I talk to really when I talk to C-suite people, because they really have this problem, I tell them, I say, I give you the key to the closet and I lock you in the closet. Now, there's a couple of things that goes on in it. You have access to everything in that closet, need it or not. You have access to it because you're locked in it. So therefore, no one can come in the closet and disturb the things that you have in there. And you can't come out the closet to grow with the things you need to grow. But imagine that if you took the opportunity, which is vulnerable enough to open up and say, you know what, I'm going to throw away the key to the closet and I'm going to invite others in and I'm going to go out. The world changes. Your perspective changes because now you have an inclusiveness that says, okay, there's things in this closet that's not doing me any good, but it's going to do some good for somebody out there. And there's somebody out there that has some things that I'm not available to be able to get while I'm locked in the closet. So this is where vulnerability wins. And this to me is worth the threat, worth the risk, worth the downfall, worth the exposure, all of those terms that they demonstrably put with that topic. It's worth all of that if it gives me an opportunity to grow. So make change. That's what a CEO is to me. Absolutely appreciate that, Carl. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. Appreciate so you. what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. You can reach me at uh, my LinkedIn, uh, also on my website, carlshawnwalkers.com. I also have my signature program, which is the Vulnerability Transformation Program. It is a four-week intensive where we go through those four steps, the ones that I laid out 
and just check out the website. I also love doing blogs. I have two newsletters on uh, LinkedIn as well, the Vulnerability Toolkit and Vulnerability in Leadership. And both of them are on there. And he talks about the different ways of where vulnerability plays a part in a, being a leader, not only in the household, but all the way up to the corporatists, all the way up to you being an entrepreneur or CEO. Also find me on Instagram. I always forget about that. At Carl Shawakis Consultant, where I drop nuggets and dimes on there. You might even see a few scriptures and hear a few church songs as well. It's all about part of who I am. So I want you to know you get the full package when you work with me. I thank you, you guys. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you for obviously taking some time out and of course the work that you do as well too. We're going to have the links and information um, as well in the show notes so that everybody can get a hold and, and connect with you as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. You as well, Gresham. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.